Neil fucking Pert. What about him? <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I always wanted to see Rush live. Uh, now you never bad. Uh, R.I.P. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Same day as Bowie. Yeah. So Neil Peart, obviously, obviously Neil Peart, best drummer ever. He is the best drummer, one of the best drummers, if not the best drummer ever. Um, Rush died unexpectedly. I didn't know he had brain cancer. No one did. Yeah, that's so, crazy. So yeah, three and a half year struggle with brain cancer. It makes me wonder if that's the real reason they, oh, they stopped didn't tour with touring. Him. Yeah, I remember you saying there was like no like. He was. He's the one who's like, I don't want to tour anymore, and he yeah. had like a kid, and I don't know. It's worse if. He's like, I'm dying. I have brain cancer, and I want to use what time I left to spend with my family. Yeah. Um, or he's just like, I don't want to tour. Hit <laughs> where it's, I, all right, this is it. This tour's done. Now I'm going to spend time with my family. Because I'm going to die. Has, well, no. I'm saying, he doesn't know he has oh. brain cancer. Then he's like, all right, this is great. And then he's like, you yeah, know, no. day one he goes out with the newspaper, and he has, uh, he's like, ooh, I feel brain a little cancer. funny, yeah. So, my yeah, brain's... I think he had the same brain cancer that a guy I worked with who died on Thanksgiving. That and, sucks. Uh, so, yeah, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. Trash House Street! Trash House Street, What's the up? happiest podcast of podcasters. 2020! Yep. What's up? Nothing, What's Lou? new? Yeah. Uh, Jamie Z? Lou Sasa? Things and the other things and yeah. Neil Pert. Yeah, Neil Pert. Or as other people said um, when I was watching the news this morning, they're like, they were calling him Peart. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Neil Peart. Neil Peart. Uh, and Buck Henry died. Yeah, there are a bunch of people. Olivia de Havilland of Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. and a bunch of different movies. She just turned 103. She yeah. is still alive. Yes, alive and kicking. Yeah. So with the good, there's... With the bad, there's a good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she's... Uh... She just ran her 700 uh, marathon. And did a porno flick. <laughs> yeah, like seven. God, I don't know. <laughs> Called Gone Gone with, with the fucking wind. I guess not very good, but... <laughs> You know, she's it's like really like hardcore <laughs> oh. um, so what's up what's new uh since i last saw you last um, year actually last it wasn't year? Oh. it was like last weekend but so many different things we'll get to over the course of the podcast i read my first book Ooh, so did year. i i'll say not ever but for the year <laughs> what did you read i read uh year of the monkey by patty smith Ooh, i read Ooh, the butchering art which oh. we both read yes which is fantastic yes Mm. Butchering art, of course, being about uh, surgery in the like mid eighteen hundred, like late eighteen hundred. Late hundred, because it goes over into twentieth century, I think. It's slightly, very, very slightly. But essentially, the late nineteenth century. He so. go, they go, he goes to Philadelphia, whatever yeah. World Fair, which I didn't even know about, was yeah. in like the eighteen. No, it was before yeah, so, the the Chicago. So, he, so it's about uh, surgery, but it's mainly about yeah Joseph Lister and. Which you might have heard of Listerine. He did not create it, but um, it was more or less out of mm-hmm. respect for him. Someone that heard him speak during the Philadelphia World Fair, yeah. I believe, um, created Listerine. So yeah, Quaker doctor, Joseph Lister, soars through the ranks. You get a real interesting feel for what it was like to be a doctor back then. Yeah. Like when you had to be doctor a... Doctor in quote. Surgeon a, in quote. Yeah, a gentleman first, and he had to give his like dissertation in Latin to show he was a gentleman. Yeah. And, it's a very interesting book if that's what you're into. Yes. I, I like that type and of And then, stuff. yeah, it came to America and they're like, that's bullshit. They're like, we shouldn't wash our hands when we're 
doing multiple th- yeah. surgeries and going patient to patient. And, and then some dude before, like, like Lister wasn't the first one to talk about, like, ster- ster- being sterile. Yeah. Like, they went, the, the first French, guy got... Yeah. I think it was, like, a Slovakian guy. They threw him in a mental institution yeah. eventually. Until, like, Cox uh, germ theory or yeah. whatever. But... It was interesting. Good yeah. stuff if you if you like that stuff. Yes. So, um, what else is new? Year of the Monkey. Year of the Monkey. Patty Smith. It's, it's basically a year in the life of Patty Smith, a year when her manager died, when Sam Shepard, who was Chuck Yeager in the right stuff, but was also like an actor, writer, director, poet, mm. cowboy. A jack of all um, trades. Patty Smith and him dated in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Her brother dying. and It's a year-long musing on death. Patty Smith kind of doing her Patty Smith thing where it's not immediately apparent. Like, I swear, I still don't know if it's, like, all a long dream hmm. or yeah, not. Because there's a lot of dream logic in there. A funny story she tells where she sees a homeless guy who has a sign saying something like, um, don't discount Belinda Carlisle. Okay. And she goes, why should I discount Belinda Carlisle? And he goes, well, she has the beat. <laughs> but so it's just weird. Yeah, if you like, uh, I know you're not familiar with Patty Smith. Patty Smith is... Uh, well, I'm, not, I'm familiar with Patty Smith. But I mean, I like, her... Her shtick, okay. which is, you know, she's a poet and she kind of rambles and it's everything's poetry. And uh, that's a lot how the book comes. They're like these long rambly things. She'll talk a it's lot. It's kind of like just stream of consciousness type thing. Yeah, very much, yeah. Okay. Um, she seems to focus a lot on what she's going to eat for breakfast. Yeah. But yeah, it was an interesting book. A quick read, if not a easy read. Cool. So you saw movies? I saw Uncut Gems with Adam uh-huh. Sandler. Yeah. Um, it was pretty decent. The first... I didn't know what to make of it the first, like, half hour, 45 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. kind of every character is very unlikable, including yeah. Adam Sandler, who is the main character. And this is a drama, right? It's a drama, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he has some Oscar buzz. And then once it gets to, like, an hour mark and you kind of know where the movie's going, he's kind of, he's a family man for, like, what's going on with him, how he's, like, having mob trouble mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a, a jewel guy. Yeah. So, and Kevin Garnett's in it and there's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. him owing everybody money yeah. and just... Throwing money here, taking someone's stuff, and pretending to hold mm-hmm. it while hawking it. But it was actually it was pretty interesting, and it the last half hour is truly very suspenseful. Yeah. Just with uh, watching a basketball game and him making bets on it is just oh, pretty really? cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I saw 1917 on Thursday night. Yeah, how was that? I don't really want um, to see that. I really liked it. It was based off San Mendez's. Um, his, I guess, great-grandfather or grandfather's yeah. memoirs of oh. World War One, which hmm. I didn't know. It was very good. It's a continuous shot. Yeah, I knew that. From, um, yeah. Which he did a really good job. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say it lacked emotion, but I thought it was kind of different that way because it was almost presented in a way where you almost had to kind mm-hmm. of not stew in your emotions because you kind of just have to keep going or you're going to die. Yeah. And I always find World War One a genre or like a war that you mm-hmm. you don't see too much about. And I think you're going to see more about it. I, I don't know I think you're why. starting to see more in the last like two years. Yeah, so. which is kind of weird. I always mm-hmm. found it interesting just like the trench warfare and the, the chemical weapons and just how you're trying to keep stuff in check. Yeah. But it was really good. There's a lot of people said it was gory. I would not say it was gory. There's a couple grossy things where mm-hmm. I was like, Bleh! infection. Yeah. It was almost more of a horror movie at because you're just waiting for, because it's one continuous shot, you're waiting for like a German to pop out or like someone mm-hmm. to pop out and like try to kill him or attack him. 
but I thought it was done really good, and I I would give it four out of five. I thought it was, like the cinematography is amazing. It reminded yeah. me of um, playing Call of Duty for the first time. How yeah. you're kind of like it, it was just it was cool. Mm-hmm. I I would highly recommend it. Four out of five canisters of mustard gas. Yes, I would say so. Oh. Yes. So I do want to see that. I have not. I've yes, good. It. I saw I saw uh, I saw Knives Out, but that was a bootleg. So I don't know how that counts. It counts. It does. So yeah, I saw Knives Out. It was good. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna make a series of movies based on that genre. Daniel type. Craig's detective character. Oh, cool. Um, one thing I noticed with previews for nineteen seventeen was a lot of horror movies. Oh, really? They're redoing Invisible Man, and then there was a couple other horror movies. I do not remember the the title of the titles of, but I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh, There's this one movie. Ah, uh, I'll have to look it up again. That looked amazing. I think I saw it in Uncut Gems, but uh, you can talk about something because. I want to see Underwater starring... Yeah, that looks really good. Promising Young Woman. Oh. And it's about a girl, like, the preview is her at a bar. Uh And she's, like, shit-faced... It's, like, Carrie Mulligan, I think, right? Oh, all right. She's shit-faced drunk, like, falling all over herself. And I think it's, like, McLovin, like, picks her up. It's like, oh, like, I'm a Mm -hmm. good guy. I'll take you home. And he takes her back to her place. Yeah. And, like, throw... Like, not throw her, but puts her on the bed. And she's like, oh, like, kind of just yeah. lipstick all over. And he mm-hmm. starts, like, kissing her. And yeah. she's like, nah, nah. And she's like... He's like, I'm, it's okay. I'm a good guy. Like, it's cool. Yeah. And he goes and, like, try, takes off his shirt and, like, kind of just turns his back on her. Yeah. And he looks up and she's just up. And she just, like... It kills him? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, um, but she has a little book where she has little tallies. And uh, she marks them off. And there was a lot of little tally marks. Oh, no, that's interesting. So it was a, a kind of... It was... Interesting. I'm, I'm it, interested. It's in based it. on that Liz Fair story yeah. with the woman in the bathroom. Yes, yes. It was pretty cool. Mm. Um, so I guess we should talk about music since it's ten yes. minutes in. Yes. Other than Neil Pert. Uh, Neil Pert. Pert. Um, so I have a bunch of songs in an EP. You have a bunch of songs and kind of an EP. So too. I have like um, I have three. We'll say. Um, do you want me to talk about some songs first? Yeah, yeah. Lay it on me, Jelly. So I just played it for you. Um, Wasted shirt, fungus. Two called Double the Dream, a song that came off of there that's supposed to come out, I think, in March, and that is Ty Seagal and Brian at Chippendale. And what did you think? I thought it was interesting. I liked it, yeah. I want to hear Kinda this cool, album. Kind of cool, like reverb, funky, garage punk. Yeah, so there's some new music coming that way. It's on a Famous Class Records, coming out in, um, sorry, February 28th of this mm. year. Also, Pears, oh, Jesus Christ, I <laughs> Pears came out with a new, um, are coming out with a new album this year in March. This be March 6th. I just pre ordered it. And they had a single, Comfortably Dumb, come out. Harder, faster pairs, yet still melodic. At first, I was like, whoa, this is like a lot harder and like almost uh, I'm like looking. some going yeah. on. And then it just turns into pairs, that melodic punk. And yeah. like, it just sounded like their, their mm-hmm. own style. But I, I'm very happy with that. And Pairs is, it would, this new album, um, I, for, I don't know if it has a, might be self-titled. I'm not sure, but it'd be their third release. And they are out of New Orleans mm-hmm. and... It's off of Fat... Oh, yeah, it is self-titled. And it's off of Fat Records coming mm-hmm. out in March. End It. I, I, I reviewed End It before. They're a, um, a three or four piece out of Baltimore. And they're off Flat Spot Records. They came out with a 49-second little ditty called Hardhead. They're 90s-style uh, hardcore. They have this sample in the beginning from this Charlie Rich's country song, which I'd never heard of before. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was good. It has, uh, I like the band. It, yeah. You know, it's straight-up hardcore. It's decent. I guess I'll just do all... Actually, I have five. Yeah. This band called Lie out of Vancouver. Uh, they're coming out with an album called You Want It Real. You'd like this band. They're, it's coming out uh, 
February 28th, and the song was called Digging in the Dirt. And I didn't send this to you. I just stumbled upon mm-hmm. it a couple days ago. As I said, they're out of Vancouver. They're a three-piece. It's a 70s style, kind of like new wave, gothy punk in the vein of like spiritual cramp, kind of. And All right. I, I played mm-hmm. it for Mark. He liked it. It's really good. It's worth a listen. It has some really cool bass line going through the, the Digging in the Dirt song. But I'm, uh, I'm very interest in, interested mm-hmm. in listening to it. And for another single... I got an email to me, and I just took a picture of it because I would just forget. Mm-hmm. Band called Cricket, and they're in uh, out of Brooklyn, and the band is made up of JD Sampson out of uh, from La Tigra, Roddy Bottom from Faith No More, mm-hmm. and Michael O'Neill from Princess, which I never heard of today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had a single called "Drilled Two Holes," and it's kind of this like electro poppy. It, it's just really good. Yeah. It's worth a listen. Um, it's out on record label. Is this even? I don't know. Um, but it's called uh, Cricket's Drilled Two Holes. Pretty good. I'm not selling it very well, mm. but um, I dig it. It's coming. Oh, Mud Gut Record. Mud Guts Records coming Ooh, that's out. That's what in, I just did. Ooh, it's a Mud Guts. And it's going to be their fourth LP, and it's coming out in the spring. But if you like, kind of what what I what I describe like Latigra that type of stuff, you you would like it. It's mm-hmm. it's good, and it's a female vocals. Like I don't know if it's J D Sampson. I'm not sure who's singing, but. Yeah, and those are uh, f- five singles yes. that are coming out. There's not like a ton out right now because it's pretty mm-hmm. early in the year. So uh, what you got for me, bro? So Nice. So short and sweet, we'll go first. We'll go the shortest and the sweetest, which will be Evil Dick, Injur- Industry- yes. Evil Dick Industries Yes. out of Brisbane, Australia. And this the album, quote unquote, is called RFS. RFS by Evil Dick Industries uh, is a side project. A side project of what? I don't know. I do not know. I I could not determine. And they proclaim that half the proceeds of this album will go to fight the fires in Australia. Which is terrible. Yeah, which have been burning the the koala bears down and whatnot. Some pretty cool pictures, though. It's like insane, though. It's horrible. Uh, It's awful. So, So, two songs. The first one. I hope that no one knows. Opens with this very Sergio Leone yes, orchestral. Yes. There are horns. but it's bizarre. It's like yeah, very <laughs> bizarre spaghetti western. And then I didn't know there was lyrics at first. I was like, is there even lyrics yeah. in? It's, I think it like kind of breaks in the halfway through the song. Yeah, about halfway through the song, this dissident, intrusive guitar breaks in, and it's like Australian folk goth is the way to describe yeah, it. I can see that. Um, very eclectic. Kind of um, reverby. Reverby. I would actually compare it to, and I hesitate, a very early Bad Seeds album, possibly going back to birthday party days. Ah. So like a really weird, noisy yeah. clash of whatever. That's not the interesting song. Though. I like the second song. Better. The second song is a cover of The Love Cats by The Cure. It was cool. I liked and it, it is cool the way they did it. It's very different. It's very morose. Everyone sounds fucking just drunk and like <laughs> stoned. And then someone starts hammering down on the guitar. Yeah. Like fucking Luxa Burgold. And it's this really surreal experience. Like, I honestly, I felt like I was fucking like tripping while listening <laughs> to this album. Especially towards the end, if you're familiar with the song Love Cats. And yeah. of course we all are. The, uh, it's like this weird, like they're just. 
I actually, because I listened to all of it, I'm like, I have to hear the end. Yeah. I want to hear how they are going to end this, if they're going to do that. And uh, yeah, it was kind of yes. creepy as. So it's really hard to do justice to this without listening, but if you want to help the koala bears in Australia. Yeah, it's like what, a buck or something. It's or like something. a buck, yeah. yeah. Aussie dollars. So it's like two like, bucks. I think it's G. I can't keep track. I don't know. Aussie dollars. So that would be the first. Mm-hmm. Um, moving all the way over to Melbourne, Australia. Yes. A little band called the Cha-Chas. They're awesome. I really so like them. So how to describe the Cha-Chas, Jamie? I, they remind me of Toys uh, Toys That Kill a little bit. Yeah. Here are my two take-homes. This is how I describe them. Okay. One, X, the early years. Could see that. Or two, that time the Clash had to sell their drums to buy beer. <laughs> so it's a two-piece out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy and a girl. One plays drums and guitar. Drums in quotes because yeah. this particular album, which is um, running out of time, yeah, has a cymbal. Is the only percussion a cymbal? A cymbal. The other plays bass mm-hmm. and sings. They both sing. This weighs in on a with a whopping four tracks. Yes, they have like three other discrete pieces of art. Um, they're all like one and two track uh, jobbies. I liked so, it. I thought it was really I liked cool. it a lot. It's very hard to get an idea of what they sound like they're, from previous stuff. They just want to like reverb fuzzy garage. Yeah, it's very fuzzy. Like, I swear, the guitar sounds like it's going to fall apart. Yeah, it does. Fuzzed out it is. And yeah, they're very short, like simple, almost rockabilly-esque songs. No, I, yeah, I can like, definitely see that. Running Out of Time is the opening. has this really cool Johnny B. Good riff. My favorite song is the last song, Don't Believe in, Don't Believe in You. And that has it has this really awesome, like I said, guitar solo. You know, sitting there drinking, waiting for something to come. And yeah, it's another. It's short and simple. I like that. That's good, what I like about it. I listen to Cry Baby, which is their previous single, mm-hmm. and it sounds a lot like a Stooges song or like MC Five song. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, another one, short and sweet. And it's Australian. Presumably, all money helps the koala bears in Australia. And that one too, really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I assume that anything helping the the Australian economy. <laughs> Rule them all. Which Lord is, of the Rings band. And it, yeah, it's supposed to be. A, is it really? Uh, yeah, a oh, tribute wow. to that. Dreams about, and they were a six members out of Long Beach, or sorry, Long Island hardcore. Mm-hmm. I was amazed that they had six members in their band. Mm. Um, they have a couple of EPs out. They formed in 2017 by a couple of the members are Rich Armour and John Gusman. I guess are the ones that founded it. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like old school New York DC hardcore slash melodic hardcore. Yeah. If you like praise Sunstroke, for Pete's sake, anxious. They really reminded me of somebody. Now I can't remember who I put because I didn't write it down. So anyway, if you like that type of like kind of mm-hmm. emo melodic yeah. hardcore, but has this like old school feel about it, mm-hmm. you will like rule them all. It starts with a dream about, which is really good. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of almost like a slow down Wisdom and Chains, I'd have to say. Sure. And they had this really cool guitar riff that's a little toe tapping. I think mm-hmm. I wrote this about this song. That might be Look Inward. Yeah. Not too many songs. I think there was like four to five songs yeah. on this. Look Inward is probably my favorite song. They do a lot of self reflecting and bettering yourself, like lyric wise. Melodic hardcore teacher. Uh, Wisdom and Chains remind me of that again. This is more of a blessed giving back to the people, learn from people, give the power back to yourself. Doom to Consume. Very cool song. Little uh, cool little bass riff going on th- through the song. Kind of has this little groove feel to it at times. The Alienation is the longest song on there. It's about mm-hmm. four minutes. 
and it's like these almost like dooming vocals or sorry booming vocals his like you can make out everything he says. That's what yeah, I like yeah. about it, too. This very heavy guitar and drum, and they have a little breakdown in the middle, and then it moved to melodic. Probably not giving this enough of justice, but I've been listening to this album mm -hmm. a lot, this EP. I really, really enjoy it. It's a really cool, fun uh, release. It hits a bunch of like little genres, old-school hardcore, melodic hardcore, but it still sounds fresh. It doesn't sound old. Mm -hmm. One of their pages, they described themselves, or they were described as, they created the band with one goal, deliver gimmick-free hardcore that speaks truth to the people. And they sing about a bunch of different things, and they make it personal. I really, I really dig them. Um, as I said, they sing about bettering yourself, just getting off your ass and doing something, being aware with what's around you, and being a good person. I like them. I think they're really good. Yeah. I, as I said, I'm not selling them as well as I, sh I could, but I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was okay. I liked it. Uh, the first song, Dreams Apart, was probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's the most different, and it has that, like, sort of that classic rock opening. Yeah. They reminded me of, at times, Faith No More. Oh, okay, the yeah. The way, yeah. like, they would kind of round out the way the vocals were sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really weird. I was like, oh, this is like... There was, like, they, they, they just didn't sound like a typical yeah. band of that genre, and I had mm -hmm. trouble putting my finger on it because they kind of are a bit of everything. They remind me of Praise a little bit, yeah. that one band. Yeah, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. I would say definitely check them out. This came out on Flat Spot. Oh, they remind me of Fury a little bit. Yeah, That's right. who I was thinking of. But yeah, they came out. This came out in December last year, but I kind of just mm -hmm. missed it when yeah. my musical travels. But yeah, check yeah. them out. Um, roll them all. Dreams about. Really good. Cool. I would add uh, The Cha-Chas came out September of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Big Dick Industries or Evil Dick Industries. Big Dick Industries. <laughs> uh, that came out January 5th mm -hmm. of this year. And our third band, my third band, came yes. out January 8th. Straight from Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh, Rad Parameter. And The Myth of Sentient Machines. They're very interesting. That came out like January 8th, 8th. or something. Yeah. So here's... Here's even more interesting. So they have three albums out. Okay. First album came out... Sorry, I blanked that. Came out December 20th of this year. <laughs> Two songs. Uh-huh. Album is 30 minutes long. There's wow. a 10-minute song and a 20-minute song. Second album, A-Tub, came out December 27th of this year. 27 tracks, average song length, 45 seconds. So weird. Except for the last song, which is 10 minutes. So... They describe themselves as uh, a media major dropout and are two friends from a creative writing workshop basically making music together. So it's a three-piece. Cool. I think they have like a lot of time on the break, so they just started cranking stuff out. And they're interesting. Um, this album, which again, The Myth of Sunday Machines, with uh, one, two, three, four tracks, all of normal song length is probably the most quote-unquote normal. The norm. And I use that loosely because it is... It's weird. Rap Parameter is very much a band that was like, fuck Sonic Youth. They're too commercial and yeah. poppy, and we're going to create something for the people. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like some weird mishap of electronica and space rock. Yeah, I put like psych electro chill ambient. Yeah, and there's <laughs> this really weird, like with this album especially, like the vocals mm -hmm. sound like they're recorded, the Kroger intercom yes. across the parking lot. And they don't really sound like that way on the other albums. I didn't even realize there was singing. I thought they were oh. just like talking. I thought it was mm -hmm. just like, I, like chanting, not even chanting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really weird. So the singing itself, the vocals themselves, 
Yeah, they're very hard to see, but they're actual words. It's like listening to a speaker. Like yeah, I mean, like like literally, school. it's like, yeah, like a speaker or like... Announcements. Like, like a bad yeah. intercom. I considered actually importing the songs into Audacity and isolating the vocals, but I was like, that's too much work. Yeah. After all that, they took trouble to actually write vocals, which makes you wonder, it's probably a legitimate choice. Yeah. The other tagline is, if it doesn't exist... We must find a way to make it exist. Ooh. Trippy. So they're doing their art school student drugs, mm-hmm. I imagine. They're mollies. Yeah, they're mollies. Yeah, just like a drum, synth, and guitar. Um, at times, it sounds really like a chiptune soundtrack from a retro 16-bit Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird. Opening track, Oxytocin, which very quickly bleeds into the second track, This Fell Off. And these are very reminiscent of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I can see that. Like, They've really, been... like... Later Nine Inch Nails when they got a lot more experimental. Yeah. Lesson in Surrender is sort of the perkiest, happiest song. Uh, that was uh, my favorite song. Oh. It was Mid-Scanner? I think that's what it is. Or, I no, felt it like was all mid-summer. the songs just kind of, like, if yeah, you were paying attention, of, they would just yeah. run into each other. So the third track was, it was Midsummer, which is a lot more guitar-driven, followed by Dreams I Was Dreamt. It's sort of the most realized song. It's like the most traditional, I guess, of the songs. And again, it's so different, and it's kind of weird. It's very good, like, ambient, like, like background music. And it reminds me of an album I'm going to do next time. Mm, which would be Sturgill Simpson's Sound and the Fury, which is on Netflix. It's a visual album. Really? We'll talk about that next time. So it's like an experimental project that three people did. It's pretty good. Hmm. The other stuff is, is pretty decent, too. I didn't listen to... That first album, which has some weird name that I can't... I think yeah. it's a weird Frenchified name. Francophone. And Frenchified not meaning having a venereal disease. No, I liked it. It was very different. Yeah. And yeah, it was like... Yeah, like you can't even really classify as mm-hmm. ambient because there's so much more mm-hmm. going on. But I, I really liked it. I really liked that Lessons in Surrender. It was a more like upbeat... I don't even want to say yeah, upbeat. It was upbeat. It was a yeah, no, it's the most... Slightly harder. It had maybe. a lot more energy. Yes, um, energy. But yeah, again, the best way to describe it is think a soundtrack to a video game. It was good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Fitting. Uh, that's, that's it. All right, bye. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Albums of Albums the decade. Albums of the decade. So you're obligated, of course, as a podcast, to do lists. Yes. We were reproached by men in black and yeah. with guns. Well, that's thing. what they, they won't let you put your podcast I mean, out. Yeah, they won't put your podcast mm-hmm. out. So we asked a few of are maybe listeners, so friends. I do want to say this, and it sounds weird because we didn't get like a tremendous response. I think something's up with Facebook's algorithm because I couldn't find the posts on my uh, yeah. Own. So it like Facebook whatever. I get more get on mine when I when I post. It. Yeah, it's it's something with pages because they want you to boost. Yeah, albums of the decade. Woo, wee, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. 2010 to twenty nineteen. Yeah. April put how big, how blue, how beautiful. Florence and the Machines. Babel from Mumford and Sons mm-hmm. and Lizzo. Your brother did like a ton, like not a ton. He did a few. Yeah. The Angel Olsen's Burn Your Fire for No Witness. Mm-hmm. Nick Crowley put Anna Maguchi, uh, Endless Fantasy, Band of Horses, Why Are You Okay? The Beach House, Teen Dream. Mm-hmm. Best Coast, California Nights, Converge, The Dusk and Us, which is a really good album. Death Cab for Cutie, Cutie, yeah, Cutie, Cutie. Thank you for uh, today. Every time I die, Low Teens, which is a good album. Mind Force, Excalibur, Power Trip, Nightmare Logic, very good. And Trash Talk, No Peace. Mm. 
Your bro also put Screaming Females Ugly. Annie put Grimes. Mark Zimmerman put Baroness Purple. Mm -hmm. Division of Laura Lee Tree. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. No Effects First Ditch Effort. Surfboard. Friendship Music. Mm. True Love, New Young Gods. And did you hear about Surfboard? Canceled their tour. No, really? What for? Didn't say. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I forgot to tell you about that. Oh, so. I think Matthew also said uh, XX. Oh, did he? Okay. It's real, which, because we, we had an exchange about, like, it wasn't the album I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Because it was actually, I was thinking of the actual Mary Timoney album that's called XX. Oh, okay. She had a, she had a, Mary Timoney had an album called XX before she became the what, Was that like a third man record, XX or something? I don't remember. Mm. Kill Rockstars, maybe? Maybe. So you want to go first? We're doing our top 20. We're doing top 20. Yes. I did, um, Lou did 10 and then I was like, I got 20. Yeah. So we'll go, we'll go off. These are more or less in order for me. We'll go 2020, 19, 19. And yeah, and if you have a reason why, just feel see if you have any comments. Oh no, like, I'm I'm sure I forgot stuff. I'm sure you might have forgot stuff. Uh huh. So what is your number twenty? Number twenty, example of false advertising, pure heroin by Lord. Oh. I, and yep. then I wrote in parentheses that was came out twenty thirteen. I actually wrote year they came out. Me too. I wrote in parentheses nineteen eighty nine. Cough cough. <laughs> so that's that Taylor Swift album is actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, I put Fury is my number 20. Uh, Fury Paramount, mm-hmm. which is in 2016. Oh. What's your 19? My Woman, Angel Olsen, Ooh. 2017. And then, you know, honorable mention, Hispun. Mm, yes. Which I always associate them. I have Coliseum. Anxiety's Kiss out in 2015. Mm. Number 18. I'll see your Coliseum and raise you Romantic by Mannequin Pussy. Ooh, I had that as a honorable mention. 2016. Uh, I have Queens of the Stone Age, like oh. Clockwork, oh, 2013. Oh, I forgot about them, yeah. Um, number 18. The Weird Vampire or 17. concept album. Yes. With Brody Dahl on the mm-hmm. cover. That's why she divorced him, because he's a vampire. It's true. Uh, 17. Mariner, Colta Luna mm. featuring Julie Christmas. This album, like, I was kind of fascinated by this album when it came out. I had also just had de- dental surgery. <laughs> Mine is Modern Life is War Fever Hunting out of 2013. Mm. Good shit. 16. Starcrawler. Mm. Starcrawler. Um, just because it was such a revolutionary, like, like it's, it's one of the album. First, album on, first album on the list that I could not stop listening to once I listened cool. to. I have Lawrence Arms, Metropole 2014. Er. Oh, did you fart again? Yes. Oh, How about fart still? Ugh. I had eggs. That I had eggs. Yeah, I, I had to do blood work. Quick story. I had to do blood work, and as a reward, I went to the diner next door. And ate the most blandest fucking eggs I've ever had. Which diner? It's. I don't remember. You know where the Wawa is on Twenty Three? Yeah. There's like a small strip mall. It's like it might be called Cafe Twenty One. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the eggs were not the best. Mm-hmm. They were not horrible, but also that's where you get when you eat eggs. Which is my way of saying number fifteen is you want it darker. Leonard Cohen's last studio mm. album. For no other reason than he had to go fucking tour after he thought he was retired. Yes, yeah. someone stole all his money. Uh, I guess my 15 is Danger's Messy, Isn't It? Mm. Out of 2010. Great, great album. Mm. A 14? Sin, 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 Le Butcherettes. Mm. Another band I could not get enough of. 
Uh, mine is Cloud Nothings Attack on Memory uh, from 2012. What are we on, 14 or 13? I have 13. Yes, 13. Um, Getting close to the top 10. Polygon Dwanaland, uh King Gizzard and the Lizard Ooh. Wizard. Uh, forgot to put the... Uh, the date or whatever. Yeah. I believe you. Mm. We're, we, nothing wrong if it's 2009. Other uh, than everything. No, I think it's I'm I checked. Uh, nothing. Tired of Tomorrow. A great, great fucking shoegazing record 2016 with a lot of cool songs mm-hmm. on it and that is my 13 mm. 12 uh sleeping through the war all them Ooh, witches uh, that 2017, was a really good album yeah that was on my honorable mentions yeah mine is sia 1000 oh, forms of fear mm-hmm. 2014 i could not that has so many hits off it um, you may see her later in my list, yeah. but you had Chandelier, you had Hostage, you had Elastic mm-hmm. Heart, you had so many songs off that. Ah. Good shit. See? Right. Number 11. Sometimes I just sit and think, sometimes I just sit. Courtney Barnett. Ooh, that's what I forgot 2015, about 2015, really good album. Really good album. Uh, 11 for me is Fiddler, self-titled, oh, 2013. Number 10, getting to the top 10. The, the top 10. Very scary. Castle Talk by the Screaming Females. Oh, okay. Might be the last of their... Well, I guess Ugly would be the last of their truly guitar-driven albums. Mm. The second to last. But yeah, I really like this album. My number 10? Yeah. Surfboard Friendship Music 2018. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does it get knocked down because they canceled their tour? No, because there was a lot of good stuff. All right. Here's what... Here's, uh, Getting into the one. meeting. Yeah, as we enter, this is, what, 11? Nine. Number nine, yeah. Top ten. From our first or second podcast, Silence Yourself, Savages, oh. 2013. 2013 was like a really insanely good year. I saw Savages when I saw the, like, clockwork. I saw Savages when I saw... With Queens of Stone Age. Uh, Iggy Pop yes. and the Stooges. And Victor song, too. Remind me, I'll have to tell you a story about All Victor right. and... Uh. The Pixies. My number nine, LCD yeah. Sound System. Ooh. This is happening. It's an honorable mention for me. 2010. And I didn't, like, afterwards I did, like, like a lot of lists. like Drunk Girls. Yeah, there's, like, a lot yeah, of... Yeah, it was all, like, on a lot of lists. Yeah. Makes you feel good sometimes. You're like, yeah. Like, that Courtney Barnett was on a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight. Eight, Surfboard. Enough said. Ooh. Um, my number eight is Baroness. Baroness. Purple, 2015. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Number seven. The Year of Our Lord 2011, Wild Flag mm, with Wild Flag. Good. My, I guess, what are we on, seven or? That was my seventh, so you're sixth. Maybe, I guess. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, it's seventh. Pears, Green oh. Star, 2016. Love that album. Fucking fantastic. Green Star's a great song. There's Got the Flu. There, let's love mm-hmm. that album so much. Six. Number six. It's Alive by La Luz, an album I probably Ooh. listen to at least once a week. Yep. My number six, Gouge Away. Oh. Burnt Sugar 2018, I listen to probably once a week as well. I mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have a graduation on today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I fucking love Gouge Away. They're yeah. fantastic. Number five. Number five. Ooh, 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 this ooh. is sliding right in at 2010. One of my personally favorite albums that I never tire of talking about. 1,000 Years, Corn Tucker Band. Oh, nice. Very. Sonic. My number five? Yeah. 
What do you think it's going to be? Um, it's a band we've talked about plenty on the podcast. Surfport? No, I already told That's how good they were. Beach House. Beach House. Bloom 2012. Everyone had some Beach House Bloom was my favorite. Like, oh. when I heard Myth, I was fucking sold. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. was obsessed with this band, and I would listen to it constantly. I still yeah. love them. Mm-hmm. Number four. Number four. Mm-mm. You ready? Mm-mm. Can you guess? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Number four. Garbage. No. Every album that uh, the OCs released this uh. decade, but we'll just say Smoke Reverser because oh, that would be okay, cheating. Yeah. But literally, a spe- like almost every album from Pink Slime on, it mm-hmm. is very hard to pick. And that was 2018. My number four? Yeah. Garbage! Oh, which garbage album? Not Your Kind of People, Shit. 2012. How could I have forgotten garbage? 2012, how could you forget garbage? Mm. Feel bad now. Number three. Now I'm going to say the last three albums like my list are the ones I thought of immediately. Okay. My last eight I thought of immediately, to All be right. honest. Well, some are a little like That's I why I'm in trouble with ten. But there's three I literally thought right off the bat. So number three, Jamie's favorite band, uh... Nick Cave and the Bad Seats, Push the Sky Away, Ooh. which is the most accessible of the three albums he did this decade, or they did. Mine? Yeah. Ceremony, Ronker Park, uh-huh. 2010. Uh, this is what made me fall in love with Ceremony, and yeah. the Into the Wayward is an amazing song, and this album was kind of like a, they were still hardcore, but were going into a little more indie rock, mm-hmm. and um, amazing. Love it. Number two. Number two. Ready? Yep. Fiona Apple, the either wheel. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't know that was 2012. out. That oh. is literally the first album I thought of because it was like I wow. did not know that was out. That yeah. that would be in my so, top ten. So yeah. I would say I would bump. I'd probably put it in. Oh shit! I'd probably put it after Paris. I'd probably make it eight. Mm-hmm. Or or higher. Mm. My number two. Yeah. Sia, we are born. Oh. 2010. Because I'm in here, mm-hmm. Bring Night On. Like, there, that album I listened to nonstop and I still listen to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Number one. Number one. I can't believe I forgot Fiona Apple. Yeah. That's a great album. See, you forgot Garbage. I forgot yeah, Fiona Apple. Yeah, I know. Well, number one, I would if I had forgotten this album. You throw me in rock and roll jail. Black Star by David Bowie. Mm, yes. An album he released on his birthday. I was like fascinated with over the weekend and then Monday morning on my way to work he died. Mm. Experimental jazz album about his own death. Mortality. I can't believe I forgot yeah. Fiona Apple. So, so my number one? Yeah. Any ideas? So when, was, when did Woods come out then? I thought you'd have Slater Kinney in there. 2006. Oh. My number one is Off With Their Heads oh, in yeah. Desolation. Came out 2010. Oh, yeah. um, every song on this is amazing. It more or less was the album when I first started getting back into punk. Mm-hmm. Just, I obsessed over this album. Um, it's not my, it's probably my second favorite Off With Their Heads album, but it's probably, the, Hospitals is my favorite, but it's more or less an EP almost. Mm. But yeah, this In Desolations is awesome. Yeah. I dig it a lot. And that is our albums yeah. of last decade. Yeah. And then probably like Lemonade and Frankie Ocean and Billie Eilish. Um, so these were some albums I thought about. Yeah. 
I had Mannequin Pussy Romantic. Mm-hmm. Jack White, Lazaretto. Oh, yeah. Totally for... I forgot I, about that one, yeah. All Them Witches. I had Devil's Make 3, too. There was mm-hmm. that one album I really liked. Goddamn Gallows. I wasn't sure. I think that was in this decade. Really like the Orwell's Remember When. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peanut Black. I'm not sure when they had their, their last yeah. album out, but those were my honorable mentions. I'm trying to think. I didn't have that many, because um, I was originally going to do 10, I guess. But like, um, I used to spend so much time alone by Chastity's Spelt was really good. All Mirrors. And Angel did... Olsen could, like, was right up there. Yeah. I, like It was almost... I was trying to think of stuff that I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Like I held more weight to stuff that came out from like 2010 to 2013 if yeah. I was still listening to it. So like that kind of... You made... know, if it was, if it was the I've... decade before, because that's the other thing I went through, like... Mm-hmm. A lot of people just missed the cutoff. Um, yeah. I think No Cities to Love came out. Okay. This. Well, I was surprised that Ceremony album came out in 2010 because I was like, oh, well, I, I, Ceremony yeah. would have mm-hmm. probably been up there. But mm-hmm. if I would have remembered Fiona Apple, that would have, it might have been top five. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would have had it in definitely a top ten. Mm-hmm. But it might have been in between Garbage and Beach House, to be honest. Good stuff. I was looking at, um, so I was looking at lists here and there. And like I said, almost every list has like lemonade on it. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which I might be into. I'll be honest, I listen to some of it. I think I'm into it. Lemonade. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite into. I'm just not a Beyonce. Like nothing against yeah, her. Yeah, um, that Frankie Ocean album. Mm-hmm. Variety on the one of the songs they had listed was um, "Suck My Shirt" by the Coat Hangers. Oh really? Oh, like, well, that's a somewhat obscure. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, I was trying to like Jack White kind of was under my radar, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have mentioned because. I really like that one album. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, it's about it. Marty Maraschino. Nightleaf. Yes, yeah. There's a, there was a lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. and I was at least I know, at least I know I didn't. We both missed something big when it yeah. came. Where would you have put that garbage album? Not your kind of people. Would that have made your list? Yeah, it would have. I completely forgot about. It. Let me. Um... I really would thought that would be in your top five or top ten. It'd be in my. It's top not 10. my favorite garbage album. But I, I really liked it. I thought it was fantastic for... Because what was it? Bleed Like Me was before... The album before that? And that was like 2005? Yeah. Is that your kind of people... Had, um... So uh, uh, Blood Bad, for Poppies. Uh, Bad Boyfriend? That no, one? that's... What's the one after that? I, that's not your kind of people. Oh. That's the one after that. So I would probably bump, um... I put it... Had You Were the What You Can Be The... Um... Automatic, automatic lover. Or oh, do do do. Yeah. Automatic system. Yes, yes. Well, That's the one. Right. Yeah. Had a lot of good man on a wire kind of sounding things. That would battle uh, me. Fuck. That would go. That would probably be number four. It would go. It would bump the the honorary uh, OCs award down. Okay. And then would I keep everything? I would probably then, to be honest, mm-hmm. I would bump something else off to keep pure heroin at number twenty. Whatever. But I don't know. Anyway, so that's it. I forgot stuff too. And or really, really, the the number one album is the 40th anniversary reissue of Rush's Hemispheres. Mm, yes. And Greece. Yeah, Greece. Here's my invitation, to Neil Pert. Woo! So I guess happy we're creeping up uh, as Lou threw a pen at me because he's not a good drummer. Um. On the one hour mark. Yeah, it'll be 40 minutes when I... So, it. what do you want to do next? We want to do a topic, maybe best concert you saw last year? Let's something? do a topic, yeah. Because I, I did have a list. We never talked about our New Year's resolutions. Yeah. 
Which we can talk be... about that real quick. Yeah, whatever. Right. Um, I am going to hatchet job a whole bunch of this out. So. Okay. Um, you go. <laughs> I had a list. I don't know if I brought it. Maybe we'll do this next time. I can't Yeah, because I'm not really prepared. All right. So, yeah, we'll, try, we'll have a topic. If not next, it'll be, we'll say two times from now. Ooh. So we'll tease it. 2019 or 2020. I'm going to try to get on Google Music. I might expand the podcast Ooh, on new cool. platforms. Yeah. Uh, especially because, again, I think, like, Facebook is sort of down posting or, like, hiding. No, I've noticed stuff, too, even when I um, post stuff for another site I post for, um, even, like, saying uh, the boxing gym. So yeah. I'll say that they're closed or we're closed at, and some people do not see it. Yeah, so. it's a weird, and if it's, like, a group page, it doesn't. Because, yeah. again, they want you to... But they get a lot of hits. I get a lot more hits on that page than our, our yeah. Trust House Street page, unfortunately. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, I notice a lot of people do not see it. Uh, I didn't even see it. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's why I posted it on my Like I said, I had to hunt for it. Yeah. Like, fever hunting. Fever hunting? It's a modern, uh, modern Life is War oh, album. All right, all right dude. All right, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. There's a lot of new music coming out, but um, it might be a little sparse yeah. next time, yeah. too, because it seems like a lot of stuff's it's coming out it end of February, mm-hmm. early um, March mm-hmm. and stuff. So I guess we will say our goodbyes and um, whatnot. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> Continued? Yes, it's to be continued.